0: Welcome into to the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. We have a loaded show for you today. Uh, we're going heavy, heavy on the National Classic. I'm going to be joined by Matt Lucas, head coach at El Dorado, uh, is running the National Classic once again this year. And then I'll be joined by Steve Doherty as we go deep into players and teams within the National Classic. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back with the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to go right into the dugout here with Coach Matt Lucas from El Dorado. Uh, Matt's a 1996 graduate from El Dorado, moved on to play at Cal State LA uh, before going on to play uh, for four years in the Houston Astros organization. Matt, man, thanks for making time for me. Uh, I know we're kind of crunched up against it here with the start of the tournament here, uh, but uh, I just really want to say thanks for making some time to come on the show.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, and and thanks for uh, for all that you guys do supporting high school baseball, the tournament, everything else. We really uh, really appreciate it. Awesome, awesome.
0: So Matt, you're in your seventh year as the head coach there at El Dorado, but like I said, you played there. So this tournament, when people talk about the National Classic, they you know they they talk about a lot of these other tournaments, but I think the National Classic being in its 30th year kind of gave birth to all these huge high school baseball tournaments, um, you know, just the tradition and the history of it. But, you know, for you, it's got to mean a little bit more having played in it and now coached in it for your seventh year.
1: Yeah. You know, um, my, uh, my first memory of the national classic was being a, uh, being a freshman, um, here at Eldorado and watching Alex Rodriguez play for Westminster Christian, um, at Cal State Fullerton and uh, just to see how, how, I mean, I I literally think there were hundreds uh, of scouts there uh, to see him play. And, you know, he went on that year to be the first pick overall in the draft and um, just the experience as a, as a player here, having to, you know, kind of work the tournament. It's one of the things that's just, it's always kind of ingrained in our players that when you're on the lower levels, you work the tournament, you know, you, you help chase down foul balls, you do, you know, you work on the field, you do everything. And, And, uh, you know, it really, I mean, for, for 30 years, um, it's been something that's just always been part of, of El Dorado baseball. And, and they say, uh, imitations, the sincerest form of flattery. And, and I, I try to make the point to the teams that visit us and, and, you know, our players that those other tournaments, the Boris, the, the NHSI, those are, those are great tournaments. Um, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to play in them one day if we ever got invited. Um, but at the same time. I know that those tournaments wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the National Classic. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a big point of pride for us that, um, you know, we know that we've helped kind of kickstart, uh, you know, these kind of national tournaments that, that really give a lot of attention to high school baseball, which doesn't always get, you know, the most attention. You know, usually it's football, basketball, but, uh, you know, it's nice to, nice to be a part of, of something that gives high school baseball recognition.
0: Yeah, and, and the settings couldn't be any better, right? I mean, your place is, is just as beautiful as they come over there. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, I was there. You know, I, I love the way it's structured, right? You have the barbecue. You've got the home run derby on Saturday. It's got, it gives all the players a chance to meet each other, uh, the coaches to talk. And it's just a really neat setup. And I, I love, the like you said, the, the history and the tradition um, of it. And, and one of those histories and traditions is having teams from out of state And this year You've got, uh, what, six teams from out of state, two from Utah, two from Arizona, uh, Florida, uh, IMG coming up from Florida, uh, and the team from Shaker Heights in Ohio. Uh, so it's kind of getting back to those roots as well.
1: Yeah, you know, we uh, when the tournament started, uh, when, when, when Mike Kern at Esperanza and, and when Steve Glady here at El Dorado, when they started it, the whole idea was to try to get eight national teams, uh, four Northern California teams and four Southern California teams um, and, uh, you know, for, for a long time, we were really we were able to stay kind of right on that path. And and, you know, it was probably about 10, 11 years ago when things when, you know, it's funny how, how everything is connected. You know, the economy takes a dive. A lot of schools can't afford to come out and travel. Um, and so we, we started getting more local schools in um, Northern California schools, and then, you know, some kind of, you know, Southwest Arizona, you know, schools like that. Uh, but the last few years, we've really been trying to make a push to to get more schools uh, from the national stage and, and schools that haven't been out here before. Having Shaker Heights out is kind of cool. My wife's actually from Northeast Ohio, so uh, her whole family knows, oh, Shaker Heights, yeah, we know about them, you know, and <laughs> it was cool to, you know, to have them come out and, and have an IMG come out. Um, you know, they've been, they've, they've been a big supporter of the tournament. Um, you know, gosh, I think they've been in it probably, you know, nine or 10 years, uh, in a row, uh, horizon, uh, from Arizona has been in the tournament in uh, in the past this is the first year out for them probably in, you know, probably eight to 10 years. Mountain Ridge uh, was out a few years ago and they won the championship. Um, so it's great to have a, a returning champion, Uh, The schools from Utah always, you know, always do really well. Jordan uh, did well last year and then went back, I think, and won their their state championship. Pleasant Grove's a new one. We haven't had Pleasant Grove out before, Um, but uh, it's funny all. The schools that that usually come from Utah go back and, and do really really well um, in their in their conferences, their state playoffs. We always have teams that you know travel from out of state and, and maybe you know go one and three or they may may get that dreaded zero and four, but they, they go back and they, they play well in their states. They win their their conferences. They win their state championships. So we're glad to be a, a part of uh, you know successful seasons for those teams.
0: Yeah, and, and along with that, I mean, you, we can never forget some of the local teams, right? And this year, the field is, is really strong with local teams as well. Uh, you know, obviously, I think the from a draft perspective, the biggest draft name right now could be uh, Drew Dahlquist over at Redondo, but there's a lot of guys that are going to draw a lot of draft interest that are in the tournament, and, and as well as you know, a lot of college-bound players in the tournament, just on the local team, so. I think the the roster of teams is is a great
1: fit this year, coming off of a pretty strong year from last year as well. Yeah, I think that uh, one of the nice things too, and Brett Kay, Jason, and I always kind of joke about this. We're we're always kind of trying to make sure that we're not the same week uh, with with the Boris, um, and we want to try to make sure that we give as much uh, exposure to our players and our teams as possible. Um, and so it's nice having the Bors last week and you have our tournament this week. So, um, and I also know that uh, you have uh, the Ryan Lemon tournament going on as well, but it gives, it gives our, our teams, our players a little bit of a chance for more exposure. And some of those guys that, you know, kind of fly under the radar, they, they come out and they, you know, you're, you know, you maybe you're playing a Redondo union and you got scouts there to see Drew play. And then all of a sudden another guy shines and now they're on the radar. And um, that's always been a big part of the tournament is the exposure part for the players. And there's always somebody from, from one of the teams that you don't expect that you know, has a great tournament and, uh, you know, winds up going off and and, uh, you know, playing Division one baseball or, or getting a chance to, to play professional baseball. Uh, and it's always that's always great to see. And the local teams, again, are, are loaded. And, and, you know, Bishop Amat's back. And I was joking with with Joe. I think they've I think Bishop Amat has the most national classic championships. They've won either four or five uh, I feel like they're in it like every other year. Um, it's, they're kind of Joe's kind of one. They're one of our go-tos, you know, from a local standpoint. So um, it's great to have those good, strong local programs in as well, um, and and have those out-of-state uh, teams as well, so we get that good mix.
0: Yeah, now, I mean, this has got to be a grind for you, right? I mean, because now not only, uh, you know, it seems like not only the season's been moved up, but the tournament's been moved up a little bit. Uh, You know, how's that been for you so far, just in terms of, you know, coordinating everything, particularly with the schools coming from out of state, Uh, but, you know, everybody's spring break lines up differently. So, I mean, how's that been? Has the, the change in the startup date for you guys here in the Southern section affected that at all?
1: Yeah, it it really has. I mean, to the point where last year, um, John Weber at Cypress and, and Joe, um, Joe over at Bishop Amad, I I pulled them both aside and I said, you know, what, guys, I go, this could This could be the last year, last year, the 29th, you know, the 29th uh, year of the tournament, just because I knew the seasons was, the season was getting pushed up the tournament. We wouldn't be able to run it during our spring break as far as Eldorado is concerned, because our spring break is so late this year. Um, you know, I, I, talked to our administration and they were, they were on board with allowing us to, to play the tournament during the school week, um, while, while we're still in session. So once I got the okay from that, uh, from that end then I went about, I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're going to make it work. And, um, you know, we just start, I just start contacting teams in the, in the spring and, and early summer and, you know, kind of let them know where, where we're at as far as having to run the tournament during school and, and, uh, you know, try to make accommodations. There's a lot of schools I think that that this week are are not on spring break and and they're you know they're trying to make their their accommodations, trying to get later games and things like that. And it, it can be a little bit of a, a headache. But you know what, the, the coaches have been great. I just kind of tell them, please be as flexible as you can with this schedule. We may have to flip games, flip not flip games, but flip game sites, things like that, to try to accommodate everybody. Um, and the coaches have been more than, you know, more than more than great about it. But uh, it's a grind. It's a lot of work. But, you know, um, I'm sure like Brett will tell you down at J. Sarah, it's 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 great. I mean, for, you know, it's it's a grind, but it's awesome to see the tournament, all the players, um, you know, and and things go uh, you know, as well as they can. And and I kind of joke with my assistant coaches that they're, they're kind of in charge of the team this week. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in charge of the tournament. They can be in charge of the team. I'll show up, I'll show up at game time and, uh, you know, I'll write the lineup out and then we'll go. But, uh, um, yeah, it can, it can be a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. Um, it's, you know, uh, it, it's, it's nice to be able to showcase high school baseball. And I think that's why we all do it. So, Um, even though it can, even though it can be a lot of work, um, it's, it's good work. It's fun. It's, it's, it's rewarding. So that's why we do it.
0: Yeah. And it's, as, as somebody that's gone to this event for a number of years and, you know, gone to the home run derby and whatnot, it's, it's a first class event, obviously. So I've got to ask, is there anything in store for the 30th anniversary? Uh, this being the 30th year, you guys doing anything, uh, different this year? No, nothing,
1: nothing special. Um, I always try to get, uh, I try to get, uh, uh Steve Galati, Mike Curran to come out. I might maybe on that last day, uh, for the championship game, I might see if I can get them to sneak out and, and kind of say something after the, uh, the championship game, but Steve kind of likes to stay away. You know, he, he, you know, he'll peek his head in every once in a while, just to see how things are going. But, uh, um, nothing, nothing too special. I, I, I did talk with Joe. Um, I think they, plan on doing something uh, for their game at Cal State Fullerton uh, real quick for Glenn Martinez. Um, mm. But uh, as far as just the you know 30th anniversary, stuff like that, no, it, nothing, nothing special planned, just hopefully a good week of baseball.
0: Uh, so let, let, let's just jump on to the, the Hawks real quick for a second. Yeah. You guys uh, – You know, it's it's obviously one of the nicest fields in the place. Right. And and we talked about the talent on the on the all the rosters. Steve and I chatted about that a little bit in advance. And I mean, you your guys are are young, but you've got some players here in the next couple of classes that are are, you know, excitable players. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your guys on your team?
1: Yeah, we do. I I mean, we, uh, we are very young, uh, you know, but I, I try to shy away from that now. I mean, we're 17 games into the season. So I tell them, you know, nobody's, uh, nobody's young anymore. You got 17 games of RC baseball under your belt, but, uh, yeah, we do. I mean, uh, we, we run a lineup out there where we're starting, you know, at any one time, four, four or five sophomores and a freshman. Um, and, uh, but they are, they're, they're a fun group to work with because they're very coachable. They're excited about, uh, you know, about uh, about playing here at Eldorado. And uh, um, there's some guys that I think definitely kind of keep an eye on. Our, our freshman shortstop, Landon Runge, um, who's a kid that, uh, you know, just makes all the routine plays at short. Um, not going to be too flashy. Uh, as he gets a little bigger and stronger and older, I think he's going to be a guy that uh, um, a lot of people will be paying attention to. A third baseman, Nate Cadena, same thing. He's a sophomore. Um, he can play anywhere in the infield. We've kind of put him at third base this year, kind of a newer position for him. Usually he's been in the middle, you know, the middle of the infield, but uh, he's another guy, his dad's a big horse. So when he, you know, when he kind of, kind of sprouts a little bit, you know, he'll be a guy that, uh, um, we'll, will turn some heads to our sophomore catcher, um, Bryce Campbell's a big kid, um, a lot of raw power. He's, he's raw behind the plate. He's learning the position, um, but, uh, but, but it has, has some tremendous tools that, that flash every once in a while. Um, but it's just one of those things with those younger kids, they'll give you the, they'll give you a really, really good game. And then, you know, then they'll, they'll play like a 14 year old or 15 year old, you know, it's so it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that as a coaching staff, you just have to have, have to have the patience to know that, um, you know, they may not pay off this year, you know, but in the next couple of years, um, you got, you got guys that can, uh, um, uh, that can lead the program. And, and, you know, we've got, we've got a senior center fielder, um, Kyle morell who's kind of kind of flown under the radar a little bit, but had, has had a really good start to his year. So he's, he's really kind of provided the offensive leadership. Um, we've got two juniors that I think are, are, are four-year, you know, four-year college guys, Corbin Ellis, who's a outfielder pitcher. And then Parker Haskell, who's a, uh, infielder pitcher. Um, and, and all those guys kind of, you know, kind of uh, together starting to round into form a little bit offensively. You know, we, we have those ups and downs, you know, first two league games we played really, really well. And then kind of took a bad loss against El Medina and then kind of had a little losing streak and then fought back from that. It's just, you know, it's the kind of the inconsistencies that you battle with guys who just don't have a lot of experience, but you know, you hope in the next couple of years that, that, uh, you know, they learn from, they learn from these experiences and, and they take that and they grow and mature and turn into the team that I think they can be
0: yeah well it it's i mean it seems like it's been a, a pretty good pretty good ride for you so far i mean obviously there's some 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 ups and downs, like you mentioned there, but you know, you guys finish the national classic next week and then you go into three weeks and then it's the postseason. I mean, that yeah. in and of itself is a change, right? Just with the schedule. I mean, you're, you're used to getting a full second round of league and then some other games potentially, uh, yeah. before the playoffs, but now you're coming in, you're coming back six games, bam,
1: playoffs. It's quick. Yeah, it's quick. It's, uh, in the past we've had, what I've really liked has been, you know, spring break national classic. And then we've come back and we've played, uh, our two cross conference games. We've, you know, we've Mm -hmm. played the, we've had two before break and then we'd play two after. And that kind of gets you back in the mode of, okay, you know, get prepped for league, get ready to go for those last, you know, those, that, that last round of league. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're right back into it, uh, you know, on that, uh, on that following Wednesday. So, um it'll be it'll be a challenge for sure and we play you know we uh, right off the bat in league we're playing canyon who's who's playing well and who always you know that our our league i think is really evenly matched um you know across the board so um you know it's just going to be uh you know it's just going to be kind of which team comes out you know and and kind of kind of grabs some momentum and uh, and holds on to it cuz uh, you know all four all four teams in the league um, you know, are capable of making you know making a run and and yeah. getting into the playoffs. So yeah, no doubt. Well, Foothill obviously proved that last
0: year. Well, hey Matt, man, I, r- I really appreciate your time. Yeah. I Really appreciate you coming on and and you know speaking to us about the National Classic and your team. And I'll see you out there. I'm sure this week plenty you'll be seeing me uh, yeah, and no. the rest and the rest of our team out there because uh, yeah. looking forward to all the action. So appreciate you coming on. Um, thank you. Welcome back to the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. I'm joined now by SoCal Area Scout Steve Doherty. Though it is upon us, the National Classic, one of the best tournaments we have uh, here in Southern California and in Orange County specifically. Uh, You you and I have been doing this tournament here for a few years and year in, year out, it's just a you know loaded roster of teams that with it come loaded players rosters full of players excuse me and this year is no different huh you looking forward to this event as much as I am certainly I mean been doing it for a couple years just like you said and
2: the home run derby kind of kicks it off for the weekend and uh once again you know great teams great players and hopefully we can identify some new
0: ones yeah no doubt no doubt well we we just released our class of 2020 rankings and we'll be releasing our 2021 rankings and several of those guys that fall into those rankings are will be in this event uh you know there's there's some loaded players or excuse me teams coming again and I think the the main attraction at least from a California perspective uh is a couple of teams here uh in Redondo and Beckman You know, both these teams are are rolling, Uh, you know, Coach Laval over at Beckman. uh, It's got that thing just, I mean, you thought there would be a little bit of a drop off this year, but they're, you know, heavy, heavy senior laden team. And then Redondo, you know, the two headed monster on the mound there with Dahlquist and Thaw. You looking forward to seeing those guys? No, definitely. You know,
2: Beckman actually came off a loss yesterday to Irvine. So they may be a little ticked off. Coming into this thing, and and of course you know Redondo with with the big arm Dahlquist and big country Jake Tau, and they got some really good commits over there, all you know senior laden team, and uh, I think it's going to be a real good one. But you know for me, you know Beckman is uh, is is going to be a tough one to beat this week for sure.
0: Yeah, that could be uh, that could that would be a a fun uh, game to see. Would be Beckman. Uh, against Redondo, they are on opposite sides of the bracket, so they will have an opportunity to face off in the championship. So, the National Classic, we, as we mentioned, starts on Monday, goes uh, Monday through Thursday, with the championship game being at Cal State Fullerton at 6:30 on uh, Thursday night. Uh, last year, the championship game was between uh, Valley Christian and Mission Viejo, and and just what was a really 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 good high school baseball game uh but yeah so that that's just a little bit about the teams now that'll be there some other teams that'll be there gar comes in they, they've had a little bit of a struggle so far this year uh and then uh santiago out of corona coming in a little bit of a up and down season for those guys uh west ranch coming making the trip down to orange county they bring uh UCSB commit Garrett Monheim. Uh, the South Hills is in there uh, as well. Bishop Amat, is are pretty much a staple uh, in this event. Uh, Birmingham from LA, they're coming in. And then IMG making the trip from Florida uh, once again to be in the National Classic. And, and Doe, I know you and I talked about a lot of these players uh, that we wanted to touch on today. So why don't we just kind of jump right into that and You know, we talked a little bit about Beckman, you know, who are some of the guys on Beckman that you're excited to see, you know, obviously you've seen these guys a few times now, but uh, you know, just get that second, third, fourth viewing on guys to really, you know, kind of hammer in your notes.
2: Yeah. You know, I have, you know, I haven't really seen Beckman since, since the fall. So I'm excited to get in there. You know, they got the UC acumet, Connor McGuire, they got the McLean brothers, Sean and Nick who are doing their thing. And, and, of course, the big lefty Trevor and, and the righty Justin Goldstein that's going to Oregon are guys that I, I, I definitely want to get a look at. And, you know, going down your list, um, Tagar, J.J. Cruz, Cal State Fullerton commit, the sophomore Matthew Polk, who we talk about a lot less. And, and I know Shooter and I talk about this guy a lot, too. So exciting player. Um, Tyrese Turner is on that guard team going to Oregon. And the list goes on and
0: on. So um, what do you what do you got for some of these other teams? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to see Polk. Um, I, I know that you've seen Gar uh, at least once or twice, <clears throat> excuse me, since since uh, since January. Uh, so I'm really excited to see Polk, uh, you know, and, and see J.J. Cruz's development, too, because uh, I have not seen them in some time now. Uh, you know, I'm hearing really good things about, you know, Trevor Earnt is a guy that we've seen, obviously, a few times at, at some of our PBR events. But, uh, you know, this is a guy that just misses bats, man. And he's just so fun to watch pitch. Um, so I'm excited to see him. Uh, but, you know, for me, um, you know, Russ Morgan and I were talking about this the other day. And, you know, he he does that South Bay Weekend Review. And I mean, he's been seeing Redondo once at least once a week here for the last month and he's been in my ear about how good of a team they are so I'm really excited to see Redondo um, you know and just and obviously see Dahlquist and better get there early for that five o'clock start because I can guarantee you that's going to be a packed house. Uh, Russ said that at Redondo last week you know, scouts were having trouble uh, finding a seat behind the plate there, you know, 40 minutes before the game. So that ought to give you an idea of the kind of helium he's got, uh, you know, that obviously uh, their shortstop, Dick Asheia headed to Washington and, and Forshi who's headed to uh, UCSB. But they have a, a junior center fielder, uh, Brett McCauley, that I'm really, really excited about, though. I think he's going to be coming to our pro case here in June. Uh, and, and he's a, he's a really good player from what Russ has told me, uh, from what I saw of him last year, uh, and then the video and then what, you know, what coach divers told me over there at Redondo about him, uh, is, is really, really encouraging. So one of those kind of under the radar guys in the 2020 class, um, as of right now, but, uh, probably won't be for too long. Right. I know. I mean, our man, Russ
2: is killing it out there in the South Bay and, um, once another one of those teams that, you know, I haven't really seen since the fall and, and, uh, it's going to be fun going in to see those guys and, and cross checking Russ's work. So, um, like I said, I know he's doing a great job and, uh, and he's just killing it out there. So it's going to be fun to watch these guys.
0: Uh, yeah. Then the team you haven't seen, uh, yet in a bit in, you know, Santiago out of Corona, I saw them a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, you know, obviously there are some names on that roster, uh, that, that, uh, are pretty exciting. Who are you looking forward to seeing for Corona, Santiago? Two guys, of course, the junior, Jake Blond, who's
2: the USC commit. Um, just, you know, another one of these guys I haven't seen since the fall. And he's apparently been, been ticking it up a little bit here and, and, and throwing really well. And the other guy, Clay Cummings, a shortstop senior, uh, who's an uncommitted guy. And I uh, really kind of show some good athleticism and, uh, Just, you know, two guys that stand out for me on that San Diego block club.
0: Yeah, I saw them a couple weeks ago against Norco, and and those guys are definitely good. They also have the... um freshman shortstop that, that was playing shortstop when I was there um, was pretty good too uh, you know then the, the one other team that uh, uh, well there's a few other teams that we're going to get to here but you know obviously West Ranch is, is a team that I haven't seen since the um, uh, MLK weekend and you know traditionally Coach Burrell's got that team just you know they just play a different brand of baseball that we're accustomed to you know here in Orange County um, you know they they I really like the way of baseball they play you know they just kind of grind it out and uh you know they've got a couple of guys that are pretty exciting but uh I think it all starts with Garrett Monheim for you does it not absolutely the U.S.
2: uh the Santa Barbara commit kid outfielder and last time I saw him was at at one of the area code tryouts so um another really highly athletic kid and
0: um you know just looking forward to seeing him yeah, West Ranch—they'll be uh, in the tournament once again, and then uh, South Hills. South Hills is one of those teams, man, where you know they're—they're they're just a good team that gets after it, and you know they. Don't always have the superstar, but when they do, he's pretty darn good. And uh, you know, like they had last year, and and this year, you know, they've got a couple of of really intriguing guys. Uh, they don't have a huge name guy per se, though. But there's a few guys that that you wanted to see uh, for South Hills this year.
2: Yeah, not necessarily not necessarily your your you know famous names as you alluded to, but the senior Jalen Fong. Uh, the lefty, uncommitted kid who who has a great story behind him. I think it's been told, and you've talked about him. You're good buddies with Steve Dye over there, and um, he's just a good story to follow, and this kid can actually pitch a little bit. Uh, so he should be – I know there's going to be some colleges out here, and uh, maybe he can put his name on the map. And you got Artie Ramirez, the catcher over there, who's a commit to New Orleans senior. Uh, that's another kid to watch out for.
0: Yeah, they've got a pair of brothers in the Wentz brothers. Uh, Keegan, who's headed off to New Mexico next year, but they've got the Ryan Wentz is a junior, and if I'm a college coach, I'm I'm looking giving this guy a hard look because, I mean, he's eighty five, eighty six touches, eighty seven. He's just country strong and, and you know, die a little bit too, man. Right? I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't bluff guys up. And I mean, he thinks this guy has got a, a real chance to be pretty special. And I mean, some of the video that I've seen of him uh, and some of the stuff I've seen in person, it's just, you can tell that there's something in there uh, with this guy. So Ryan Wentz, a a junior over at uh, South Hills, doesn't throw a whole lot for them, uh, but uh, you know, he, he's got a chance to be pretty darn good uh moving on to uh bishop amat the uh the team that you know we uh i've seen a few times and and you know coach hoggett who uh has been there now i believe this is his sixth year or fifth year uh you know has, has been playing in this tournament forever with you know now amat but prior to that canyon and i mean that's a that's a team that's that's if you talk about some of the contenders down the line here, when we get into the postseason, I think Amat's got a chance.
2: They're standing 12 and 4 right now, last 7-0 in league, and uh, they just bring a lot to the table. They're they're a tough team to beat. Obviously, they're they're as I like to say, putting it on tape right now. And you know, sophomore Daniel Briones who we know really well, the catcher, the Brionis family uh, at SDS, a San Diego State commit. And really looking forward to seeing him again since we saw him early on in the season or was it preseason, I
0: think. Yeah, Yeah. I I saw them in December um, in in the preseason out in Palm Desert. And this is a loaded team. You got, you know, obviously Blake Archuleta, who uh, just committed to the University of Utah for football. Uh, You know, they've got the center fielder and Jaden Allen. The kid just runs incredibly well and he can get the barrel on the ball. Uh, Steven Loera has done a fantastic job for them on the mound. You mentioned Briones. Uh, they got the 2021, 20, the infielder, outfielder, Tyler White, that swings it. Uh, they got a big transfer and, and right-handed pitcher, Jacob Vargas, who's really good. And then, you know, the freshman shortstop, Frankie Perales, defensively is, is really good. I uh, have not heard too much about the bat recently, but, I mean, we saw him at the LA Open last year, and and, and defensively he's... He's he's above average. So you talk about, you know, we we talked about it at the top here about Redondo or pardon me, Redondo and Beckman potentially facing off. Well, you know, Redondo's have to get past Amat, which will be interesting because that's in that bottom half of that bracket, potentially in a game on Wednesday night uh, in the semifinals. So that I mean, that would be or pardon me, the quarterfinals, that would be a heck of a game to watch because Amat is is not without talent uh this year that's for sure uh so they're they're a really exciting team to watch and as you mentioned their record right now in league is is really uh, uh you know obviously undefeated is pretty it's pretty darn good so the uh the last team we want to talk about is birmingham here and uh birmingham comes in from the la city section uh, if i'm not mistaken Uh, They are the three-time defending champs uh, in the uh, L.A. City section. Uh, They last year went to the Open Division for the City section, which was uh, hopefully a precursor of what we're going to see here in uh, the Southern section, which would be pretty good for us. Uh, Yeah, you know, they come in. Obviously, the big name there is uh, Johnny Tincher, the catcher. So what do you got on him?
2: Yeah, another one of these kids I haven't seen in a
0: while, and so that's what kind of these tournaments
2: do. They uh, they bring these teams together and allows us to uh, to get a look at these guys in one spot. Johnny Tincher obviously is the is 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 the guy over there at Birmingham and uh, uh, a, a catcher that can do a lot of things. And you know, I've seen him during the scout ball season, and uh, this kid's a really good athlete.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, the offense is, is is good with him, and it, but the defense is is what really really stands out. You know, they've got the uh, shortstop Alex Ballesteros. He's a twenty nineteen. Uh, they're obviously pretty. They're pretty senior laden here. You know, when you win back to back titles, and uh, you know, you usually you're doing that with upperclassmen, but these guys were doing it with a lot of underclassmen. Um, you know, the, the third, uh, of me, the center fielder, Daniel Velasquez is a senior as well. Eric Rivas, the first baseman, is a junior. Uh, then Albert Garcia, the 20 right-handed pitcher, uh, DH. There's, But, the, you know, he's got three coaches, got three uh, freshmen that are all contributing. Uh, and, and, you know, so that's exciting from a scouting standpoint as well. Dominic Cervantes, Chris Romero, and Ricardo Martinez are the three freshmen there uh, that, uh, you know, are contributing big time there for Birmingham. So, uh, so that's kind of a quick rundown on the uh, local teams for the national classic. Uh, other teams that are playing from coming in from out of state to participate. Uh, you know, Pleasant Grove, Utah; Jordan, Utah; Mountain Ridge from Arizona; Horizon from Arizona; and Shaker Heights from Ohio. Are all making their way in, uh, you know, San Dimas, We didn't touch on um, a bunch, but uh, you know, obviously Robert Mansour, uh, Zach Jacobs over there, Dylan O'Leary. Uh, they're they're a pretty exciting team to watch, as well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Santiago. We mentioned. So yeah, that 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 wraps up the uh, the preview there for the National Classic. The teams the players uh doe uh you're going to be on monday where, where are you starting off monday have you taken a look at the bracket have you decided where you're headed uh on monday
2: yeah plenty of options believe me but i think i'm gonna get over to the beckman game uh to lead things off and that's at amridge park at two o'clock against pleasant Grove. Yep. um just good opportunity to see them and and an out-of-state team i always love uh these out of state team comes in, it gives a good, good uh, barometer, so to speak, for those guys that are out of state and for you know the local teams here in California.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to save, you're gonna have to save Russ and I a seat because uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start over at El Dorado with uh, West Ranch against Horizon from Arizona. Uh, get eyes on on West Ranch right out the gate here, and then head over to Amridge Park for that. Uh, five o'clock showdown between Redondo and IMG. So like I said, you're probably going to have to save Russ and I a seat or two um, for, uh, because Dahlquist will be throwing uh, in that game for Redondo. So yeah, just the national classic check out their bracket at national The brackets are updated nightly, uh, all, with all the scores and all the teams uh, moving on. Uh, so, Doe, thanks. Appreciate you uh, coming on board. Uh, thanks for taking some time to wrap baseball with me, man. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, so be sure to check out nationalclassicbaseball.com for the updated brackets. Uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at PBR underscore California. Uh, You can hit up uh, all of us uh, through that channel there. So until next time, we will see you at the yard.